Welcome to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. What's happening, the hot stuff? I'm a man who discovered the wheel and built the Eiffel Tower out of metal and brawn. That's what kind of man I Welcome am. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There That's right. It's the moment you've been waiting for. Oh, James, look at the butt on that. Yeah. He must work out. Time to stop worrying about your weight. Stop thinking about your jackass of a boss. And get ready to win with the Fat Jack. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is. Plain and simple. Nobody can hang with my stuff. It's a big, hairy American winning machine. If you play the games against the spread, this is the most important hour of your day. So sit back, grab some Funyuns, and get ready to win. And now, here he is, along with the Fat Jack Dancers, the number one sports consultant in America, the Fat Jack. Hello and welcome to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, the Fat Jack, and it's no longer week zero. It's now week one. We're into college football season. It's Labor Day. Everybody can exhale and get ready for some college football around the country let me quickly bring in my co-host as we get this show underway and start making some money on the year. As you can tell, the phones are ringing. And Brandon Rush, are you ready to go? I mean, we're finally here. It's week zero. It's week one, excuse me, and it's Labor Day weekend. Yeah, that nice little appetizer last week at least got our, our beaks wet, if you will. We saw some uh, some pretty decent football. We also saw maybe the impact of some rule changes and what that's going to mean for college football going forward, uh, the timing rules, what that means for maybe teams that are able to you know run the ball uh, very well and uh, and and keep suffocating teams, maybe that impacts some totals that uh, the sportsbooks may not have adjusted for just yet, and that's definitely something we're going to have to watch in at least in the first few weeks of college football. Yeah, and staying out in front of that certainly a big part of it. I mean, I would I would look at week zero as not even really an appetizer. It's kind of like the the fresh, not even a bread basket. It's like chips without the salsa. I mean, it mm. just got you just enough to know you needed more. And uh, the good news is, is that this is more. A full slate of college football going all weekend long, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then, of course, the NFL starts up on Thursday. So there's something for everybody. And from a gambling standpoint, so many opportunities. You kind of alluded to it with the rule change, uh, changes going on in college football, with the, the transfer portal, with guys graduating, with everything that goes on in putting together college football teams and the variance right now early in the year, being able to get out in front of that and find some of those spots where the lines haven't caught up, the bookmakers haven't caught up. They, remember, guys that set lines, they are as new to these teams as we are. They do not have somebody on staff at every single one of these schools. And so there's opportunities that we typically take advantage of each year, making money before the lines adjust. It's funny, Brandon. I will have guys call in, and I hate it when they call, but they will call, and they'll say, you know, I'm going to sign up just for the month of September because it's certainly easier in September than it is the rest of the year. And I will say to them, well, it's really not a lot easier for us. It, it seems to be easier because I know how to adjust after the month of September to stay out in front of the curve. Um, and then I'll have other guys that will reach out and they'll say, you know what? I'm going to give it a few weeks because I don't think anybody knows anything the first few weeks. And then after that, I'll probably sign up. I, I've always – everybody – it's the same games, the same – it's just their personal ego, their personal perspective is why they feel the way they feel. What they're actually saying is it's harder for me earlier in the year, mm-hmm. or I, I don't think anybody – I think every, it's easier early in the year. But they're basically putting what, what's happened in their gambling history onto you. At least that's what I've seen. Uh, but to your point, you're exactly right. There's ways to take advantage of it's early in the year, and we've been very, very good at being able to find those things. Absolutely. And, and those guys that sit back and say, oh, well, I'm going to wait and see how it goes. Hey, fine, go. Lose on your own. That's fine by us. We're, you know, we're going to make profit the first month of the year. We're going to make profit the second month of the year. Whether you're along for the ride or not, that's that's on you. But it, so if you want to lose on your own, hey, go for it. Be our guest. If you want to win, yeah, that's, sign up. That's been, that's been the thing. I mean, honestly, Brandon, it, it's just about how much money do you want to make? How, how, how mm-hmm. much of an opportunity do you want to give yourself to make money? Because the reality is we are going to win in September. I am going to turn a profit. People, everybody that's signed up right now is going to be in a profit by the end of the month. And then in October, if they haven't signed up for the season, they're going to pay a lot more for those picks than they do right now. Let me give out the website because a lot of guys, they're ready to get signed up. It's the time of the year. We're very, very busy. Fatjacksports.com. Go there. Um, get signed up. All you're picking is the link to the package. 
and whether you want to add basketball or not. That's really the only thing you have to do. You get the same picks no matter what package you sign up for. It's just how long do you want to sign up. The longer packages save you a lot of money versus going weekly or even monthly. So I would certainly encourage those. Those prices only go up as we get further into the year. And so uh, taking advantage of that now will save you money. And as we were talking about, it will get you these first three or four weeks worth of uh, worth of selections that are going to build profit. It's always interesting to me how the transition in just the attitude of players changes so much. And I see that through emails, through different different forms of communication. The guys that sign up in May through August, they're all happy. They're all optimistic. A lot of them have been with me for 20, 25 years. And so they know they're going to win. And they're, it's, it's a very cordial, easygoing relationship. And then as we get into August, it gets a little more stressful, a little more combative. You know, people needing more questions, more answers to things um, because they are they've lost so many years in a row on their own or with other services. I get I hear about these other services. My gosh, I don't want of the services. Most of them are absolute waste of time. So I don't really want to defend or talk about other services There are a few good ones. But but for the most part, if anybody's ever called you and offered you tried to upsell you and things. They're not even a service. They're just a salesman. So those type things, that becomes an August conversation. Into September, October, and certainly into the middle of October and later, it becomes a desperation uh, tone. Guys have lost on their own. They're into to the hole, and they're trying to figure out, do I stop? Do I cut my bets back? Or do I finally go with somebody who knows what they're doing? Right now, you have the opportunity to not even have to deal with that. Go get signed up at FatJackSports.com now. Now you're paying the lowest price the entire year, and you're going to give yourself the best opportunity to win over the course of the year. FatJackSports.com. Right now, you'll get in the system automatically, and plays will be sent out immediately. Brandon, talking about week one, uh, you want to do takeaways from week zero? You kind of already uh, hit on that, or you want to go to week one and uh, tell me what you're looking forward to? I mean, we can touch on week zero really quickly. The, The interesting thing to me was we had a lot of things we thought confirmed. We knew that USC's defense was trash, and they turned around and gave up a boatload of points to a not very good San Jose State team. We saw a Notre Dame team go out, run the football like we thought they could, and absolutely shut down shut down Navy. And yeah, that was really the one of the only takeaways that I that I saw from Week One that were or Week Zero rather that were worth a darn. Now looking ahead to Week One, though, I think there's a lot of storylines that immediately get maybe flipped on their head a little bit. Do does the UMass Auburn matchup, you know, Auburn, a huge favorite uh, going into, into week one, UMass got a road win where they actually look competent for the first time in, in a long time. Does that, does that performance a week ago do anything to maybe sway the general public's view of maybe that matchup is Colorado going to be, how long is the hype going to last around Colorado? If they go down 17, nothing to TCU in the first quarter are, are the, are the, the, what is, what's the media going to do? Everyone's talking about, you know, Deion Sanders coaching Colorado. If if they lay an egg in the first quarter of the first half of that game, how long until people start, you know, banging the drum there? There's there's a bunch of good matchups this weekend, though, too. Yeah, I guess one of the main questions is how much attention did people pay last week? What we're going to get, and you, this is kind of what you're talking mm-hmm. about, what we're going to get are guys that watch what they just saw last week, and this will happen a ton next week and in week two of the NFL season. The guys that watch what they saw last week, and they immediately apply it to this week as if nobody else in the world saw that game. <laughs> right. And so you'll have you'll, Notre Dame, the great example. Notre Dame now will be giving four to five to six points more, maybe more than that, but at least five to six points more in their next outing than they would have had they gone to Ireland and just won by a touchdown or two touchdowns or whatever. Is, is Notre Dame that much different of a team? Is Navy just worse than we thought? Or is Notre Dame going to play for national title? I mean, there's so many different variables within that game. But what will happen nationally is this happens every year. Guys will take what they saw last week. They will um, apply it really positively to the team that won and really negatively to the team that didn't win. So, And then they're going to go forward and they're going to bet on that one recency bias game that we just saw. So Navy, their next timeout, is going to be getting more points or giving a lot less than they would have had it been closer. But the reality is maybe it's just a bad matchup. Maybe it's the first week of the season. You'll also hear guys tell you, especially players, a lot of players will tell you the, the most improvement we have as a team is from week one to week two. So how does that factor in? The reality is the general public doesn't factor any of that in. They just yep. look at what they saw last week and they apply it to this week. Deion Sanders is a totally different animal. I, I think the thing about Dion, 
and maybe I'm wrong about this, but it seems to me like everybody's looking at if somebody's super hot that um, you thought would probably uh, – Britney Spears. You thought back in the day, and you thought she went on Dancing with the Stars. I don't know that anybody would necessarily say Britney Spears is going to win Dancing with the Stars just because Britney Spears is a pretty good dancer. And for me, I think that's really the general consensus with Dion right now. He's a lot of hype. He's mm-hmm. good at some things. But is that going to translate? He, you know, talk about a guy that just cleaned house in Boulder. I mean, he just got rid of everybody. Basically went in the team and said, hey, you're on the roster now. You're probably not starting next year because we're bringing in players that are better than you. And there was a mass exodus over the over the spring. And so how does that rebuild? How does that present itself on the field? Deion Sanders is not going to play one down. Just because he did well at his last coaching job, you know, in a totally different environment and was a great player doesn't mean that what he's trying to do is going to, going to manifest itself not only in week one, but ever. So I I think most people are looking at from that with him. I would, I would be inclined to play against Colorado and against Dion in all of their uh, season win totals. You have that season win total, Brandon, or no? Uh, Two and a half was one of the last ones I saw, which was hilarious because I want to say in maybe June or July, there was uh, some news that Colorado was one of the most bet teams to win the Pac-12 uh, even at one point was was garnering more tickets than USC had. And I, I look at that schedule. It's a brutal schedule, not knowing who they're going to play uh, at a lot of key positions. For them to have two and a half or three and a half wins on a projected total, Vegas knows something that the public doesn't, at least in that aspect. But I would be shocked looking at that schedule and not knowing what they have at offense, how that team's going to look. I'd be hard-pressed to even even sniff the over. Yeah, I mean, they're 150 to 1 when the Pac 12. I think that and the thing is, Dion knows he's going to, I'm not sure he even cares, but he is going to get a pass, at least for the year. So if they go out and win one or two games, and they're, out, they're now three and a half to one, or three, excuse me, their win total is three and a half. Uh, right. Lay to go under. Lay pretty massive to go under, minus 154. So almost time and a half to go under three and a half wins. I think they are probably a three win team. So his big question in Colorado, and we'll get on to more important things because. He's not going to be – we're not going to play Colorado for against, at least right now. Um, is How how long does his team last before there's a mutiny up there? I mean, he uh, – this guy, he's got his kid involved. It's just so many different things that are going to have have the, that team uh, thinking about imploding early on. So I think there's a lot of good games going this weekend, a lot of good spots to make money, uh, and some some games to where I do think we'll be able to look ahead and say, all right, this is what we're getting, some kind of lit, – I call them litmus test games, but games where we'll be able to say, okay, we did learn something from there. So Nebraska-Minnesota is absolutely one of those. Um, Florida-Utah, uh, those are two mm-hmm. games that we're. I think we'll know a lot more than, than a team like Notre Dame going across the pond and beating up on Navy – or USC struggling early against San Jose State. That was actually a real predictable struggle. San Jose State, people will find out later in the year, uh, is not a horrible uh, defensive team. When they get in conference play like athletes, they're going to do pretty well. So the fact that they put up a fight early in that game as USC was trying to figure it out, um, you know, halfway through that thing, I think people were were really – they're writing USC off automatically, at least within the Pac-12. And I think that's probably a little premature. And I would caution guys out there if you're betting – be careful about looking at what you saw last week and making a whole lot out of that. Um, Lincoln, Lincoln Riley and USC has much bigger problems than how they played the first half against San Jose State, uh, namely the fact that um, their total ranked defense has not been in the top 30 but one time since he's ever been a head coach. They were 28th in 2020. Other than that, Lincoln Riley, 82nd, 101, 64th, 94th, 60th in total defense. These are horrible numbers that absolutely don't get you in the playoff. And if they do get you in the playoff, they get you run out of town. But more importantly, it's it's numbers that get you beat at least once or twice during the conference. So that's what they need to that, – that's what I would worry about if I was a USC fan. Not so much that San Jose State played well early in that game. So be careful about overvaluing what we saw uh, in week zero or certainly next week going into week two of college football uh, because – everybody's going to regress to the mean a little bit based on their performance in week one. So big offensive outputs in week one typically will come back down. What I would tell you before we get off USC and uh, get to some futures, I want to give away a couple of futures here over the next uh, segment or so, um, is that USC might be an auto bet on the over if they're playing anybody that's competent because San Jose State, not a good defensive team. I mean, excuse me, not a good offensive team. Had some success, had guys running wide open. You get, you saw that same bad tackling that we'll often see out of um, out of Lincoln Raleigh's defenses when he was Oklahoma. 
they didn't tackle the ball well. They didn't pursue. They didn't stay in their lanes. They weren't as disciplined. I think they complicate. Grinch complicates things too much out there. Those are going to lead to teams being able to score points even if they're not competitive in the game. So look for USC to be over the total at least for the first month of the season. I'll also give you a prediction, Brandon, before we get on to some more specific things. I will bet you this year we see more totals in the 80s than maybe ever. And I understand the rule change is contrary to that and Mm -hmm. that it's going to bring things down. But I think that we have some teams that are so good on one side of the ball and not competent on the other side of the ball that we are going to see some big totals this year, almost even more so. That and the combination of new money coming into the gambling market that loves over and loves looking at just who can score. I think we're going to have more totals going up over that 77, 78 and getting into the low 80s than maybe we've ever seen in uh, college football. A normal On a normal season, you may see three or four games that have totals in the 80s. And, and it feels like that's almost a surefire thing to, to maybe get into double digits at some point this season because you're right. The way the offenses are, some offenses at least in, in the country are playing, they can, they can absolutely score at any time they want. They've got almost got this Steph Curry like, um, mindset for some offenses to be like, Hey, if we get a stop, great. We know we're going to outscore you. So go ahead and give us the ball. We don't, yeah. we don't care. We're going to, we're going to go, we're going to go down and score. Billy Tubbs, Oklahoma Sooners. <laughs> right. We're going to score 150. Yeah, we'll beat you 150 to 120 and we'll go to the next game. Still a win. Uh, You can't stop us. So that's basically what some of these teams – they'll never admit that because with the playoff, it's not just about winning all your games. You've got to get to a place where you can beat Georgia, Alabama, and maybe one or other team that's good defensively. And so they'll they'll all the narrative will be we're going to get better at defense. We're enough, but in the they're telling themselves when they're at home in bed with their wives, yeah, you know what, we're going to outscore ninety nine percent of these teams. They, they we can't stop anybody, but they can't stop us either. So an interesting time in college football. We're getting that, that conference changes next year, but in the meantime, there's a ton of money to be made. Go to FatJackSports.com. Now's the best rates of the entire year. Next week, none of the rates will come down. The season rates will go up. And the monthly rates will go up. So right now you get the best possible value. And the weekly rates are always the worst value. But if you're a, you're a short-term guy, you're going to Vegas, it's the best value because you're not gambling full-time. But if you're gambling full-time, try to look at those longer packages. They're less than $100 a week, even through the end of September. And if you go longer than that, it works out to about 60 or $70 per week to get consistent winning selections. Text to your cell phone or email to you that are going to add some discipline, allow you to exhale, and start making money betting the games. Go to FatJackSports.com, get signed up today, and win this year. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a break, come back, give away two season win totals, and Brandon's going to give away a season win total, get you a few free bets for those of you that are in states maybe that you don't gamble every week, but you're fired up for Labor Day weekend, you're in Oklahoma, and you're going to drive to Kansas to bet and enjoy the weekend, you're in, I don't know, Missouri, and you're going to drive over some to Colorado or Illinois, uh, one of these states that doesn't have it, but you're going to take a trip because it's a long weekend, want to give you some free winners to give you some season-long sweats that will hopefully make you some money as well you're listening to the fat jack sports hour call 1-800-298-1383 or the simplest thing log on to fatjacksports.com and get ready to win hey this is the fat jack and it's finally the start of football season and a great time for you to ask yourself how did last year go if you were just guessing and you lost money betting on the games now is the time to go to fatjacksports.com before you dig yourself a hole you can start the season heading into profit for fifty dollars a week you can make money betting the games go to fatjacksports.com and get consistent winners emailed to you or sit by a text that will get you into profit fatjacksports.com today Hey, it's Brandon Rush from the Fat Jack Sports Service. If you want to stay in touch with everything related to the Fat Jack, follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, you name it. We are there at Fat Jack Sports. You can also watch the Fat Jack Sports Hour on YouTube every weekend. Plus, see funny clips from the show, see Jack's appearances on the nationally syndicated TV show, Beat the Odds. Stay connected to the Fat Jack at Fat Jack Sports on all the socials and on YouTube. Welcome back to the Fat Jack Sports Hour, and here is our host on a holiday weekend. He is laboring. He is the Fat Jack. Thank you so much, Brandon. Fat Jack Sports Hour. You know, what a great time of year. I mean, we get an extra day off for people. 
and there's football starting up. It's every day. NFL starts on Thursday. Um, it's the start of a, a great money-making time of the year, not only for myself, but all my clients and, and a lot of people out there. It's the their favorite time of the year. So thank you guys for joining us over Labor Day weekend. Hope you're excited about the season and hope you're getting signed up at FatJackSports.com to win. Brandon, what are you doing this weekend? Anything good? Uh, honestly, a whole lot of nothing. Uh, just getting ready for the, the next few weeks because <laughs> the next few weeks for me, Jack, or weekends at least, are a little bit busy. Um, later this month, going to uh, Detroit to see a concert, actually then coming on a Friday, coming back on Saturday, going to a concert on Sunday, because there's two big concert festivals in Louisville on uh, back-to-back weekends. The following weekend is uh, a concert Thursday night, go to Cincinnati uh, for OU Cincinnati uh, on Saturday, and then same thing, come back Sunday for a concert. So it's there's back-to-back weekends here in September that are, that are just mayhem. So just going to kind of take it easy this weekend. And, uh, you know, this one, hopefully this week for me, a little bit less chaotic than last week. Um, Jamie's father-in-law or Jamie's father went in the hospital. Uh, she actually went to Oklahoma to, uh, to be with him. So I was on bachelor week all week. And then I went to Cincinnati to see Messi play, came back home. And then our power went out for, for 48 hours. So it was chaos. I'm ready to not do a damn thing this week. You know, what makes sense. Um, speaking of concerts, you know, my, my daughter's best, one of her best friends is going on tour, um, with Travis Scott, um, to do, he's a DJ, but he's actually real good friends with this group called Rock Paper Strippers. You ever heard of Rock Paper Strippers? That is outside my wheelhouse. Yeah, it's outside mine too. We should probably get some Rock Paper Strippers music together and uh, play them as bumper music just to give a little little shout out. So I, I've, I've never heard them. They may not even be radio approved, but um, I thought, well, I'd ask. I know you're a concert guy. You, you're more of a heavy metal, hard rock guy, but I know that. But that's I, yeah, it's like uh, seventy thirty. Is that's 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 kind of my my split of it's it's mostly that. But I'll I'll dive in. Like I'm going to see Bruno Mars in a couple weeks. So I mean, so, I'll, well, I'll I'll dive in. Rock, paper, strippers is not on your radar. Is that what you're saying? It, I mean, I, I'm currently, as we speak, unaware of them. By the time that we get to the weekend, I may be full bore. Maybe the dumbest name I've ever heard of, by the way. No, it's there's either worse. the dumbest or the best. I, I, I'm sure it is. I'm sure there are. But I just, I just, come on. I mean, how do you look? Your, how do you look? Well, we took the dude to dinner. He's just a friend, but took him to dinner the other night. And he said, "So, what are you going to do in this fall?" Well, I'm going on tour with Rock, paper, strippers. <laughs> okay, do it. Man, be your, be your best you, you know, that type of thing. So, Fat Jack Sports Hour, segment number two, maybe some rock, paper, strippers, uh, bumper music coming up. So, stick around for that. That'd be a fun well. game and to play, the, though, too. I mean, instead of rock, right? paper, scissors. Yeah, I'm sure somebody could rig it, though, if they wanted somebody else to. I mean, I don't know how you – yeah, that would probably be the game. You just start – it's that a strip poker. Yeah, uh, maybe we're on to something, Brandon. We should call Mattel. So, or Christie's Toy Box or somebody to see if we can get the rock, paper, strippers game to get off the ground. So I think that um, the – yeah, I don't think Mattel, that's that's necessarily their their demographic. <laughs> okay, we'll go the more adult route. So, a Fat yes. Jack Sports Hour, thank you guys so much for joining us. Let's give away some free season win totals. Um, interesting year in a lot of the conferences because, like always, you have a lot of hype with some of the teams, and then you've got these sexy picks in the teams like Florida State um, that everybody's really liking. And then you've got some of the cast of characters that we saw last year that maybe took a step forward that – Nobody's really sure they're going to take that next step forward, but they it's just comfortable, like Michigan, like Texas. You know, you're you feel like okay, well, it was better, so it's it's going to get a lot better this year. Um, and so some of those bets are going to be losers because Vegas understands where the general public is looking with these things. And so, what are your thoughts, Brandon? Season win totals. Do you have anything that jumps out with you that uh you, you're either real bullish on on over or under? Uh, Texas under nine and a half. I mean, you you, you look at what they've got, Steve Sarkeesian has been a head coach in major division one college football for almost a decade, never has had a 10 win season. Texas has not had a 10 win season in a very long time and they play Alabama next week. So, I mean, you're already circling out one loss there. Oklahoma's always a coin flip in Texas historically loses at least one game on the road in conference every year that they shouldn't that right there already, you know, puts them at three losses for me. So I, I very bullish on Texas under nine and a half. Yeah, it's um, definitely one of those things that if you bet on that, we've talked about this before, but if you bet against Texas over the last 20 years, you know, they won the conference three times since 2009, 
or haven't won it since 2009, have won it three times ever. Um, this is a team that if you typically, generally speaking, say they're going to underachieve, it's ca- you're cashing tickets. Um, I, I, I tell you, I look at, when I look at season win totals, and by the way, I agree with you on that. I think that the Big 12 is very evenly matched. I understand the hype that's coming to Texas. I, I totally get the reasons why people would say they're going to do more. But until they do more consistently, I can't put – well, like I said, we're not talking about just guessing. When I, when I give stuff out, it means that I'm going to have money on it. I'm going to be betting on it. So it's not just saying, hey, that sounds like that might be fun. I'm looking for spots that I can actually make money. So I look at teams in conferences where I think, like like the Big 12, like you just talked about, where I think the front runner, the overwhelming consensus would be vulnerable. And I think the Pac-12 absolutely has that with USC. And I think that the Big 12 absolutely has that with Texas. And so looking for somebody down the line, not only to win the conference, but go over their win total, because to be in the conversation, uh, those teams are going to have one more win if they can you know, get through a team that everybody thinks is going to win. So yep. for instance, Utah, the Utah Utes, that, this is a team to win total eight and a half late to go under. I understand some of the changes that have happened there. Uh, although they do have nine offensive team players returning and, and excuse me, seven offensive uh, players returning nine on defense. They have winning hand back and this is a 10 win team from a year ago. So they're eight and a half and lay to go under. I'm getting positive money for them to win nine games. And I think that there is a much smaller margin of uh, between them and USC. than I think a lot of people do. So I'll take that one bit of information and I'll say, okay, I'll bet Utah to win the big 12 or the Pac-12, I'll get double digits on that, or almost double digits. I'll bet them over eight and a half wins. So if I'm right on Utah, I'm not going to lose money because I'll bet less on them to win the conference than I will on them over their win total. If I'm right on them, I'm going to get. I'm not going to lose money on that little cluster of bets, and I might win a bunch if they get it all the way across the finish line. Big 12, I would tell you that Texas Tech is that that same thing. This is a team that had a ton of injuries, including their quarterback, went down early in the year. They were playing a third stringer for a while. They figured out a way to get it done. They beat some teams they weren't supposed to in some games that they were underdogs. And this is a team that's seven and a half win total. They can win eight games if they stay healthy. And they're, they're a team that nobody's going to look at because they had injuries last year. They they didn't um, do anything special as far as the, you know, the, the national landscape. And they're in a conference – that I have a vulnerable front runner and a whole bunch of other teams I think are evenly matched. So they can win a bunch of those toss-up games. And if they do really great things, they end up getting across the finish line, similar to TCU. How dumb would I have looked last year at this time giving you TCU? Right. So, uh, TCU, that, that, nobody would. Uh, coming off of what, a three-win season in, in 2021? Yeah. Everybody said, this guy's on crack. He's lost <laughs> his mind. TCU's not going to win anything. So those, the, and one of those is going to happen this year, Brandon. It's, it may not be in these, one of these conferences, these Power Five conferences, that's going to happen. There's a ton of parity in college football right now. People don't realize it, but there are. And so teams like Utah and Tennessee out of the uh, SEC and Texas Tech out of the Big 12, don't be surprised. Is it more unlikely that TCU would win the Big 12 last year or, or Tennessee would win the SEC this year? I mean, considering the the stranglehold that Alabama and Georgia have had on that conference, and considering what they they return, Tennessee is at least in the conversation. Probably TCU, just because again they were they they were three win team in twenty twenty one. From a gambling perspective, it's not even close. You got well over twenty to one last year with TCU to win anything. Their win total was about four. Um, they won the conference, and they, I think they were twenty two or twenty three to one. Tennessee is fifteen to one. And yeah, they got to go by the two biggest dogs in the entire barking lot. Um, but it's less likely that a team like Tennessee, uh, T- Texas Tech, you're getting only getting eleven to one for them to win the conference. Wow! And so, you're, you, so my my point is, Brandon, is that in a in a, a climate where you have so much parity, don't always don't let your ego take you to the things that happened last year. The money can be made. And by the way, we're not betting our bankroll on this. We're not, you know, if we have a, if you have a thousand dollar bankroll, you're not putting $200 on this. All right. You're putting $50 total on this. As far as the, who, will they win the conference? Will they win the national chip? $40 on the, will they win over the win total and $10 for them to win the conference? That's all you're doing. It's not a, a major part of your bankroll. 
But if you're looking for season-long sweats, don't be the type of guy who's going and looking for one of the top two or three favorites and saying, yeah, I feel more comfortable putting my money on that team because we see it every single year outside the SEC. Teams win that aren't supposed to. I really like the strategy, though, of uh, if it, if you have one of those sort of mid-level teams that that are in a vulnerable conference, if you're going to bet them to win the conference to take their win total over, it's like the people that play fantasy football when you kind of stack you know a wide receiver and a quarterback together, you know, so you're getting almost double the double the chances to win your your wager at that point. So that that's a fun strategy. Absolutely, and and if you're right on it on one of the bets. You- there's a chance you're definitely going to win the one. There's right a on chance both. you're going to win two. So yep. go to fatjacksports.com. If you don't have to dive through this, you're listening to the show, you're heading someplace, you're heading the lake or whatever, and you're like, yeah, he's on. I like betting, but I don't, I don't want to have to do all this work. I don't figure this out. You don't have to. I sent out, what, 14 different season win totals for free. So when you sign up for the season, you're going to get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, over 15 in colleges the NFL total win totals. Those average about eight games of profit for free each year to my season clients. So go get signed up today at fatjacksports.com and uh, get those for free and then bet those and you're going to make extra money this year and having to put nothing down for it. I don't know if it's greedy or smart. I'll, I'll take your, your opinion on this. In the state that I live in, now in Kentucky, they have uh, opened up uh, sports betting. We start September 7th, the day the NFL kicks off. With those... Uh, those new markets uh, opening up, there are sports books that haven't been available to me before, but now all of a sudden are. They get offering these sign-up bonuses and everything else. You know, you make a deposit and you play your first bet, you get, you know, however much in free money. What I'm doing with that free money, Jack, is I'm betting those season-long win totals. So that's free money that the, the sports book's giving me that when those futures hit, it's, it's literally free money at that point. So I, I kind of feel no, like that's a, that's a smart move. Without a doubt, it's it's a very smart move. It allows you season-long sweats, and you're not putting any money into it in, in a proven system that's going to make you money long-term. A lot of these new states, and the sportsbooks have backed up on that. We've talked about this before, but a couple years ago, they were offering, I mean, literally match sign-up bonuses up to like 5000 mm-hmm. New York ran one when they first opened in New York. Match your sign-up bonus up to five k. And so my son literally called me and said, hey, they're doing this. And I said, all right, well, here's what you you think you can do this. You can't. Here's what the frying print says. Don't do that. But, yeah, there's an opportunity here for you to make some some free money or at the very minimum bet with free money over the most of the season for a $50 yep. player. So, yeah, that, that will happen in these new states or anybody. It's not even new states. It's just new clients to these different sports books. Those numbers have come down on what they're offering because the mm-hmm. acquisition of sports books has kind of – we're vacillating more toward them needing to turn a profit, but you're still getting sign-up bonuses, and that's there's no downside to that. So if you're in a state that offers sports, uh, you know, uh, off, off, or sports books, um, digital applications, they're almost always going to offer you some type of sign-up bonus. Take advantage of those, and right now that is the best time to do that. I get a lot of emails and calls on Jack. Where should I bet? Um, which one should I use? I do not affiliate with any of the these sports books. I think that is absolutely a conflict of interest. Um, the, the one of my biggest pet peeves in this world of gambling is turning on the radio or TV and or Twitter or whatever and seeing somebody that works for a sports book giving you sports betting advice. To me, that is just the most ridiculous thing in the world. And most of the time, it's going to be parlays. And did we talk about parlays last week, Brandon? We uh, we actually talked about it in week zero show, which uh, which only ran in a few markets. Or if you subscribe to the podcast or, or watch us on YouTube, you caught that. Uh, but a lot of people that are listening to the show today probably did not hear that conversation. They just did another 40-year study out of the UNLV, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, on get sports gambling. And this was a – they've done a ton of these different – both the Las Vegas Review Journal, uh, UNLV, lots of it. They do lots of different on how the sports books, where their money comes from within the world of sports betting. Did you know that over the last 40 years, sports books in Las Vegas, of every single parlay bet, every parlay bet, the sports book made 30% of that bet. So if you bet a $100 parlay, you're, you're, you are basically giving the casino on average $30. And the reason that's important, Brandon, is because all other bets, they make 5%. Oof. Okay, because th- there are going to be some big bets that hit. Sometimes the odds are plus some ways. But the sports books average 5% per bet if you do straight bets. 
if you do a parlay, consider that to a slot machine. Slot machines return 97% of every dollar put in to the customer on average in Las Vegas. So three per, they make 3% on a slot machine. Blackjack is one hand per hour. So if you bet $100 a hand, you can mathematically say you're going to lose $100 per hour. 30% of every single parlay bet is their take. That is a huge number. Translation, losers play parlays. You want to see a losing gambler. Talk to somebody, and he says, yeah, i got a 14 parlay going. You, that guy's a loser. Every single 100 times out of 100, he is a loser. So that is very important to remember. If I'm not saying never. It's like playing the lottery. If you want to play the lottery and try to hit a 5-team or a 10-team or whatever you do, play the, play the lottery. But understand, you are probably not going to be the next mega millionaire. And the same thing goes with sports gambling. If you're playing parlays on a regular basis, you are donating a lot more of your money, especially if you're guessing, than you have to. So be real, real careful. Parlays are an absolute house bet. They're like, you know, they're like playing the field in craps, but but a whole lot worse. So be very, very careful about that. Par- parlays and to have a guy come on Twitter, come on, it's irresponsible for them to say, hey, three team in game parlay. Patrick Mahomes, over yards, under on his touchdowns, and he's going to be sacked three times. I'm going to give you a a, 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 a boost. You know, they give the uh, – the, the profit uh, boost, uh, yeah. Wager boost, profit boost. That is only a way – that's like a crack addict saying, I'm buy a gram and I'm going to give you three grams for free. Do not bet parlays on a consistent basis if you're trying to make money. I mean, that's, uh, that is the public service announcement of the week for sure. If you follow, you know, DraftKings or FanDuel or really any of the sports books on, on social media, they're going to throw out, oh, hey, we've got this, this offer. If they're offering you parlays, that they're just, that's literally, like you said, you know, a, a drug dealer saying, hey, here's just a little bit more. If you, if you come sign up with this, that is borderline predatory. And those are things you yeah. should not be engaging in. Now, they don't even make you go find a parlay anymore. Mm-hmm. They'll throw it out there to you. They'll put it on the pre-packaged. screen. Basically say, yeah, it's pre- all you have to do is press enter and pick an amount. Yep. That is predatorial, guys. That is not something you want to be doing. And there's not enough people – I don't want to sprain my arm, but there's not enough people like me saying that. Um, it, it's really, really irresponsible. And, and, and always remember, these sports books, yes, they're interested in 50% of the money on each side. They're interested in customer acquisition. But they ultimately are in the business of making money. And so they're going to throw out a free stuff, an extra stuff that is going to put you in bets and put you in habits of betting things that are not going to long-term win you money because they are in the profit of winning money. And think about so, what it's going to look like in a few months when ESPN Bet rolls out. As you said, you know, you have guys on TV who are talking about who work for the sports book saying, oh, I, I like this. How is ESPN's coverage of certain, and I'm not even talking from a gambling aspect, but the coverage of certain teams going to change? You know, the attitude of, of how they approach talking about certain teams and games look like when they have a vested interest in the outcome of the game. Brandon, the, the inbreeding has been around a long time in this country. People In, in, po- in pockets of this country, it still is. In some parts of this country, inbreeding is alive and well. And if I've ever if I've ever seen an example of sportsbook inbreeding, that is ESPN bets. I mean, it, we are blurring the lines on blurring mm. the lines on blurring the lines. Yeah, she's a fifth cousin. Still don't kiss her. All right? I mean, it's so ridiculous that this is where we are in the world right now, that we have the leader in sports. And, and, and you know, I get it. It's a hugely profitable market. It's a natural progression of their brand. Although five years ago, Mickey Mouse didn't like gambling. Now Mickey Mouse is going to be the one to sit in at the sports book. But I understand the progression. But they they need to put in some things that have a divide between the people giving information and the sports books. And they need to acknowledge the fact that that some people should not be enticing other people to do something that is going to make going to help their bottom line. So a lot of that's happening. A lot. You're exactly right. A lot of it's going to, as we move forward, has become become bigger and bigger, and frankly, more and more of a gray area, and that is very dangerous. And as you said, predatorial. So go to FatJackSports.com. I am I am a box uh, amongst myself. I am an island, and I'm not working for ESPN Bets. I'm not working for FanDuel. I'm not working for any of them. Um, I do a TV show that is sponsored by SuperBook, but we have no 
that we don't talk at all. And I don't promote anything to them other than they are a, they're a very good outfit. They really are. Westgate Superbook is great with contests and that kind of stuff. But uh, they don't pay me any money. I just They're one of the title sponsors. I do not align myself with any of those entities because I think there should be a separation of people giving it betting advice that is trying to make money and people that are receiving um, the bets. So fatjacksports.com if you want somebody that is lined up for you and only you. we got mail time coming up afterwards. <laughs> it's yeah, mail it was, it was interesting, time. Interesting week. I'm sure some people have some uh, some interesting is. comments from last week. Doesn't take long, does it? And, and this one was was a real interesting one. I guess interesting is the right word. Stupid would be another word. Um, what are those? <laughs> interesting interesting and stupid. stupid don't don't necessarily mean opposite things sometimes. If it wasn't interesting and stupid, I would not be talking about it on the Fat Jack Sports Hour, right? Fact. You can't write me an email that says. Great job. Things are wonderful, Jack. Have a great day. And then expect to show up on MailCon. You have to say something really, really stupid and be a little bit interesting. And then, you know, if if we're slow, then maybe I will uh, talk about it on the air. You're listening to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. Call 1-800-298-1383 or the simplest thing. Log on to FatJackSports.com and get ready to win. Hey, this is the Fat Jack, and it's finally the start of football season and a great time for you to ask yourself, how did last year go? If you were just guessing and you lost money betting on the games, now is the time to go to FatJackSports.com. Before you dig yourself a hole, you can start the season heading into profit. For $50 a week, you can make money betting the games. Go to FatJackSports.com and get consistent winners emailed to you or sent via text that will get you into profit. FatJackSports.com today. Welcome back to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. And how here is our host kicking off September with winners. He is the Fat Jack. Thank you so much, Brandon. Fat Jack Sports Hour, segment number three, getting you ready for your Labor Day weekend, week one of college football. And, and honestly, by the time the holiday weekend is over, we are two week one of the NFL season, which kicks off on Thursday. So no better time to get signed up at fatjacksports.com. Get those season prop bets wagers down. Uh, if you're in a state that doesn't have sports gambling, good weekend to travel. Go see the country and uh, go put someplace that does have it and take my uh, season prop bets with you. Bet week one's games in college football. You're going to end up into profit. So um, exciting weekend to get signed up in the best rates of the entire year. Mail time, Brandon. Oh, boy. This is always we- fun because mail and, and our, the feedback segment, whether it's voicemails, tweets, whatever is always something. And I I'm very excited for the, uh, the first edition of fat Jack feedback today. You have commented, emailed, called, texted, and tweeted. Let's filter out the noise and tune into the fat Jack's feedback. What is your name? Tony. Hey, you know what I did last night? You better not bring my mother into this. You've got mail. Yeah. Now I don't do this often because it's a total waste of time. Most of the time, but I sure. did, this one had a point to it also. It wasn't oh. just it wasn't just somebody complaining. It had a point. So I, I'll try to I'll try to be brief, but I, I do want to be fair. And if I don't, if I read you just his response, you're going to say, "God, this guy's a jerk." Da, 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 da. <laughs> I, my wife said I had a little bit to do with it. It wasn't just him. We go back to my my um, customer service and why I'm answering emails. I'll never know. I mean, I, I just push forward to you, and I would not have probably gotten a response. Right. I may still have right. a response, but. Um, but I just I was bored or whatever. So I've heard you on the radio, da 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 da. Um, is what he says. I live in Kansas. I like to bet on football. I would like to bet twenty dollars a game. Um, I've done this in the past, but I've lost all my money. Um, every time I've heard your picks, um, I I know that it's worth it. I'm excited. But you say that you need to bet at least fifty dollars a game. Can I bet less than fifty dollars a game? I like to bet twenty dollars a game. Will I still be profitable above and beyond the service fee if I bet 20 bucks a game? That's essentially, it says 10 to $20 a game, actually. Okay. So here's where I respond. No, $20 isn't enough betting on sports, either on your own or with a professional like us. So basically just have fun if you're betting $20. Information is too valuable for to give away for less, and you won't consistently be able to make 25 games of profit every month. When you're betting $50 a game, 
please sign up at that point. Until then, and here's what gets dicey. I put, until then, go play golf. Or only oh, no. bet with the funds that you can afford to lose. Good luck and have a great weekend. So the, he did not like that response. So basically, he asked, can I bet 20 bucks a game to profit above and beyond the sport? And I said, no, you need to bet 50 bucks a game. If you're not, have fun. Look at it like you're going and getting an appetizer. You know what I mean? You go to go get an app, go to a nice dinner. 20 bucks is an appetizer. But you don't need to be signed up for a service or anything. There will be liars that will tell you, all right, 10 bucks, I'll have you betting 5,000 by the end of the year. They right. are irresponsible gambling predators, losers, liars, crooks. Don't do that. Here was his response. Well, that is disappointing. You are a blank salesman. I'll, let's say crappy. You're a crappy salesman. You're, sp- you're supposed to tell me this is an investment in my wagers. Which it is. I had all intentions of stepping up my game and purchasing your profit, but for now, your ad is phony unless you change it to I will only slightly win more than I lose unless I bet a butthole so I can win you a butthole. Edit in for content. Second one's one load, by the way. Not ho, not ho, but load. When you a butt load. Anyway, but only if you bet a lot of money. If you're confident in your product, you should say that, da, da, da. But instead, I'm going to go play at the golf course, and when I see you, I'm going to gladly hit into your group because you're playing too slow. That's okay. what he told me. Did, now, the big question, did you respond to that email? No. Okay, good. How does it say? He brings up a good question. You know, the, that he A, he knew his budget, which is getting into sports betting is absolutely – a, a huge factor that is that is probably the number one thing you should consider when you're going to start sports betting is how much am I going to bet? You know, what's my bankroll? What, you know, and if he understands that, Hey, he's only a $20 player. So be it to that point. Hey, find a, find a buddy to split it with, you know, yeah. you know, do, do, you know, fine, whatever. If he, yeah, he's mad at you for being a, a crappy salesman. What, He's not this wrong. is a guy who would buy an 87 Nissan because someone told him that it would get him late. Like that, that tells me that this guy probably not the, uh, the sharpest. And I didn't, the well, by the way, and, and I didn't read it to throw this dude under the bus because it, to your no. point, I think a lot of what he said is right. If Absolutely. you're betting 20 bucks, you need to know that's your budget. You don't want to be betting above your means. I could have not said the word golf. I, what I meant it was, Go do something for recreational purposes because 20 Treat bucks a Treat this as a hobby, not as an That's investment. Right. Because you're not going to be able to get to a point with good information. The reality, And I, I, I should figure out a better way to say it, which is just have fun but expect to lose if you're betting 20 bucks a game. Because unfortunately, there is a threshold, not just – it has nothing to do with me, but in this world, to get the information you need to make money, you have to be able to invest enough to get the information from somebody that will sell it to you. And nobody's going to sell it to somebody who knows what they're doing for $7 or $9 or $12. If I consistently win money, that is very valuable information. And I do and have for over 25 years. So that valuable information is going to be sold to anybody that uh, buys it for a, a, a fee based on what they're getting. And they're not getting guesses. They're not getting um, attempts at things. They are getting solid information that's going to lead them toward a profitable year over the course of the season. And if you're only betting 20 bucks a game, you're not going to be able to afford that. Now, to your point, I should have said, you're right, go find two buddies or three buddies um, to go in with because I'm okay with that. If you are a lower player, I don't want you to lose on your own. I also don't want to sign you up for something that I know is going to be hard for you to overcome the service fee based on what you're having to pay because the information is valuable. So the answer should have probably been go find three buddies or four buddies and then circle back. But uh, the point is, guys, you'll find 20 people out there or more, 100 people that will take your money if you want to give it to them and then give you some picks that they think are halfway decent. Or they'll – They'll do a sliding scale of, oh, well, you bet $30 a game. Here's how much the service is. Or, oh, you say you bet $5,000 a game. Here's how much the service is. That guy's only interested in extracting money from you. Exactly. He he does not have games or information that are going to consistently lead you to profit. He doesn't have that He's just taking his chunk off the top. He is selling popcorn when you're asking for cotton candy. He will get you something that will get that will get you started and keep you busy, but it is not going to 
it's, it's not going to take care of your sweet tooth. And so if you want to win, there's a, there's a structure. There's about five or six of us. And by the way, a lot of them are a lot more money than I am, and they mm. don't produce the same profit I do. Uh, there's no, nobody that consistently hits the numbers I do. And there are four or five people that do win that are going to charge you a lot more than I'm charging you, and they're not going to win you as much. So that would have been the answer. But anyway, that's mail time. Don't send me an email, okay, if you're out there and you think you'll get on because I'm not going to read it. Most of the time I just press delete or send it to Brandon. So, But if you have qu- legitimate questions, go to the Contact Us page. Uh, be sure uh, you can send those. Or check out the Questions tab. We've made it very, very turnkey as far as getting all your basic questions answered to be able to get you down the path to sign up for something that will make you money long-term. Go to fatjackssports.com, sign up today, and win. All right, Jack, so the NFL season starts next week. Uh, I really enjoy, just as me being borderline degenerate, uh, I like playing player props um, for much smaller amounts, obviously, than what we would play for you know a selection or even an opinion with the service. Um, but I, I've really gotten into uh, you know props over the last few years, and I've got some uh, player props this year that I, I absolutely love, and I'd, I'd love to get your take on them, understanding the reasoning behind them. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So uh, the first one is uh, James Conner rushing yards over 650 and a half. Uh, just this week, the Cardinals, which are obviously crashing for Caleb Williams. I mean, that's they've gone full on tank. Uh, released Colt McCoy. Uh, they traded away Isaiah Simmons. This is a team that's going to be playing maybe Joshua Dobbs at quarterback until Kyler Murray gets back. If he gets back, they're going to be focusing on the running game. And I feel like James Conner, probably the best running back they have. They're probably going to run the ball a ton, especially given their head coach's history at Philly. I, I think to, to, that he stands to make a, a pretty big number this season just because they're going to run the football and he's about the only weapon that they have. Yeah, under Kingsbury, um, Arizona lined up with a shotgun. A ton, almost um, exclusively. A ton of times. Yeah, and – they uh and so that inside run game was a big part of what they did. They spread you out, and run it up inside, um and yeah, Connors is, is going to uh going to be the bell cow for sure. So, um, I I, I definitely think that's a good one. He he's and, and by the way, that's a popular pick as well. Yeah, I mean, and I, I kind of hate that. Six fifty um, to six eighty over about a two week period. Yeah, that that's 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 jumped. Um. Adam Thielen going from Minnesota to Carolina, probably going to be the number one receiver in that offense with a rookie quarterback, but a, a I believe, a pretty good play caller uh, in Frank Reich. His total 550 receiving yards. This is a receiver that's been over 1,000 almost every year that he's played uh, more than 14 games in his career. So to me, that number seems a little bit low, even though it is a rookie quarterback. Yeah, and Thielen is one of those guys that he becomes a safety blanket. I mean, yes. think uh, – think New England's receivers back in the day that were really undersized. You know, Welker, Edelman. Yeah, exactly. Those so guys. that's kind of what Adam Thielen is. He, he's, he's a little bigger, but he gets open. He, he breaks up a ton of would be interceptions. So he becomes a real comfort security blanket for uh, quarterbacks, namely young quarterbacks. So no, you're exactly right. If he stays healthy, that's definitely a good play. Also, I think I was going to take Odell Beckham Jr.'s yardage under the total, uh, but that was before I found out that you were putting out Baltimore to win the Super Bowl at 18 to 1. Because I feel if Baltimore is going to get there, Odell Beckham is going to have to have a, a pretty big impact. But also, too, that's me just being a hater of OBJ. I've never been a big fan. So I, I'm going to stay away from, from that one. Instead, I found one that, that, is, that is interesting um, Baker Mayfield. Over 4,000 passing yards. He's only done it once in his career. He probably has the best receiving core maybe that he's ever had as a starter in the NFL. And again, if he stays healthy in a division that doesn't play a ton of defense, but it's six to one for him to go over 4,000 yards. Yeah, that would be a huge year for him. Um, and you have maybe have trouble. I've, I would have trouble. You, you growing up in Oklahoma or whatever, you, you just know people that would really care that that happened. And, and you right. just try to take your heart out of the equation because uh, you would like him to have a big year. He's, he's always kind of been an, even though he's a cocky underdog, he's always been kind sure. of an underdog throughout his career. Um, but yeah, he definitely is, is being put in the best spot to do that. Also combine that with the fact that they're going to be behind a lot, I think. Yes, and so, exactly. And they're behind. That's that, that's that be Matt fun. Stafford 
uh, when he was, yeah. you know, if you're playing fantasy, he was always putting up numbers late in games. So yeah, they're going to be behind and they're going to have to chuck it to, to get back into these ball games. So maybe his interception yeah. total over uh, whatever that number is. But I mean, at six to one going over 4,000 is not out of the, out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, people will forget that just because he has a lot of yards doesn't mean they're winning a lot of games. So right. you got to make sure you're Those two do not equate. On, the, on the, the line of quarterbacks before we get out of here, I will tell you this, that across the league, QB uh, passing yard totals have dropped 7% this year. Mm. So every uh, sports books, the market, where the totals were one thing last year, have across the board dropped 7%. That's about 281 yards per quarterback less than they were expected to throw in 2022. All right. And it's been a 10% drop for some real high name quarterbacks on what they were projected to do last year versus what they're projected to do this year. Over 10% drop. That's 475 to 700 seasonal receiving yards. Their projections have dropped. Matt Jones is in that group. Justin Fields, uh, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott, all those guys their projected passing yards dropped 10% from what they were expected to last year. This is happening for a couple of different reasons, and we'll discuss this on the show later in the, in the year as we get a little deeper. But basically, the um, personality of the NFL is an ebb and flow, and right now they're moving more toward cover two, cover four, not a lot of blitzing. Blitzing was down 6% last year from the year before, so we're having teams not take as many ch- chances move more of a bend-but-don't-break mentality. Um, so uh, translation, you're giving up fewer big plays. And big plays are where those yards get up there. And yeah. so keep in mind, you're talking about Mayfield going over. League-wide, the projection is under. And the other reason why that's happened is because over the last couple of years, there's been a bunch of sharp players that it's been an auto bet under on every single quarterback season uh, passing yards. We just bet it under across the board because the general public all wants to bet overs. They all want to bet sure. offense. They all want to bet. So there's always value on the under. So they're, they're mitigating that a little bit by bringing those totals down. And the fact that the personality of the league is changing. Now, not every team's changing, but the majority of the teams are going more toward cover two, more toward cover three, cover four, where they're playing less, playing more zone responsibility, uh, and then making quarterbacks pick them apart. They don't believe at least these guys are going to be able to do that on a consistent basis. And they're not going to give me blitz opportunities to take advantage of that. So um, I would generally speaking not like quarterbacks to go over this year, but I do think Mayfield for what the reasons we talked about. The other one uh, that I like over is Kirk Cousins up in Minnesota. Um, he's the type of guy that I think will have a lot of yards this year, and I think Minnesota is going to be a little better than people think. Also, they get another year under the, their their head coach. Uh, settling into that offense that's something cousins hasn't had a lot of uh, also he has an offensive mind so um but for the most part be careful in betting um under be, be careful in betting over in a lot of these guys because numbers are dropping because the the change in the personality of the league is dropping absolutely and you can see especially in the case of like Dak Prescott you got a new offensive coordinator you know that he's you know Kellen Moore now the offensive coordinator for the Chargers They've they've gone away from Ezekiel Elliott. They 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 drafted the uh, the kid out of K- uh, Kansas State, uh, and then they got Tony Pollard. They're going to try and run the ball because that's what Mike McCarthy wants to do. So yeah, probably not much value in betting Dak over for sure. Yeah, and when they're playing playing zone in the back end, you got to be more balanced for sure. I mean, you're not going to get as many blitz opportunities, so you got to take the under routes a lot more. So 450 to seven, 475 to 700 receiving yards less. That's a big, significant jump for some of these guys. And I would say more than three of those five at least go under their season yardage total uh, based on the stuff we've talked. So final thoughts before we get out of here. I'm very excited for week one of the college football slate. And it's, uh, it's really this time of year where, you know, Hey, we're, we're in it and you got to soak it in. You know, you you can look, you can think back to, Hey, a month ago, I was sweating my, my tail off, you know, mowing my yard today. I'm going to sit down with a beverage and watch some football and be happy that it's here. You'll be even happier when you're profiting off the, off the action, but take it in for what it is, because this is, this is a fun time of year. And I don't want you to, to get lost in, in saying, Hey, I need to bet every game because that's not going to turn you a profit. Enjoy the fact that we have football on TV or you get to go to a football game this weekend, because this is, this is the fun stuff. General information last before we get out of here on week one favorites of 30 points or more playing FBS opponents, 
They hit 72% of the time against the spread since 2014. That's home favorites of 30 points or more. Teams like Central Florida, Michigan, Oklahoma, Alabama, Auburn, Texas A&M, and Texas look to play those type teams. Don't play small favorites as a general rule in week one. And most importantly, uh, play Baltimore to win the Super Bowl for a very small amount and get signed up at FatJackSports.com. Happy wagering. Wager responsibly. Don't drink and drive and enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Be safe out there, guys. Have a great weekend. Until next week when we have NFL football, you've been listening to Fat Jack Sports Hour. You're listening to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. Call 1-800-298-1383 or the simplest thing. Log on to FatJackSports.com and get ready to win. Hey, this is the Fat Jack, and it's finally the start of football season and a great time for you to ask yourself, how did last year go? If you were just guessing and you lost money betting on the games, now is the time to go to FatJackSports.com. Before you dig yourself a hole, you can start the season heading into profit. For $50 a week, you can make money betting the games. Go to FatJackSports.com and get consistent winners emailed to you or sent via text that will get you into profit. FatJackSports.com today.